0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Coolers, WP Blab. It's 730-ish. It is Thursday. It is time for us to talk a little bit about WordPress marketing, social media, all that fun stuff. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, learning WordPress development and how you can go about learning about WordPress development. We've got some awesome folks to hop on the show and talk with us about it. I'm going to be rude, introduce just myself. My name is Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and my blog is jasontucker.blog. I'm a church uh, IT director. I take care of all of our IT needs that happen at the church, as well as our website and social media type stuff, helping them out with all those sorts of things. So let's get started. So um, how about, hmm, who should we start with first? How about David? David,
1: tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, Uh, so yeah, my name's David Hayes. I'm David B. Hayes on Twitter and lots of other social media. Um, Sometimes I put an IM in front when I can't get David B. Hayes because it's a very common name it turns out. Um, (laughs) uh, So yeah, uh, I'm a WordPress developer and Fred and I have been running WP Shout for about four years together and we basically do web development together uh, as well. Awesome. It's good to have you on, David. How about
2: you, Fred? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so uh, my name's Fred Meyer. Um, I've been working online kind of in a lot of capacities for a long time. David and I started working together full-time in the middle part of, in the early part, actually, of 2012. Uh, We became WordPress developers, like, early 2013, and then... Started running WP Shout in late 2013. So we've been, we've, we've had an agency, we've run an agency together since early 2013, and we've been doing basically WP Shout teach, uh WordPress teaching for going on four years.
0: So nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what, what was the kind of the, the genesis of, of WP Shout itself? Like, where did that begin? And then we can kind of get into more of the, uh, the online learning type stuff. Let's take that question.
1: Uh, yeah, I will I will take that. So WP uh, Shout was actually started by Alex Denning, who has helped us with marketing on Up and Running, which we're going to be talking more about today. Um, but Alex started WP Shout in something like 2009, um, just as like a WordPress enthusiast. I think he was like 16 at the time. Um, and he just kind of wanted a place to like share what he was learning about WordPress and all that stuff. Um, and then in, I think it was 2013... Um, he was basically getting ready to go to university as they call it (laughs) over in the UK. And, uh, and so, you know, he was basically like, what do I do with this? And he decided he was interested in selling it. And um, basically Fred and I were just like, yeah, that sounds like a fun thing. So we took it over and we've been running it ever since. And we kind of have, you know, shifted and doubled down on the focus of being for people learning and, you know, working as WordPress developers, um, you know, there's been a mix of marketing and all that kind of stuff content on it historically. And Alex had that balance a lot further towards like the marketing kind of end than Fred and I, who are more like developer
0: focused. That's cool. What were you guys doing before before you took over uh, took over the
2: shop? Well, we were WordPress developers. Um... And before that, we had a web application called Medivate, um, which still exists, actually. Um, and uh, the purpose of it is to help people meditate regularly. So, oh, you know, cool. David and I are, are both interested in, in mindfulness meditation. And right when I was getting out of grad school, um, like in, in my final semester, I, I had this project basically to start a business. I was studying entrepreneurship. And... Um, through a number of events, I kind of brought David on as a business partner and realized that he was like a really, really good PHP developer. And So that was what we did for about 18 months um, until we realized that we had no revenue model. Uh, and that's when we started becoming WordPress developers. So yeah, so, so Medivate gets us from like the very beginning of 2012 until sort of the beginning of 2013 when we started doing WordPress development. And then pretty shortly after that, we started also writing on Shout.
0: Nice. No, I, I like I like the idea. I like the idea when you have a team of of folks that have been working on something together, and um, it's interesting to see how you go. You know, we work really well together. Um, let's take on this next thing. Let's let's go and jump into this next piece. So, where you guys were doing um, WordPress web development before um, taking over a uh, uh, WP shout. Um, what, what kind of like tools and, and, and technology pieces did you bring to the table
1: that they weren't doing before? Uh, on WP shout itself. Um, yeah, so yeah. The, we actually didn't, you know, change much immediately, um, because it's basically a WordPress website, which is great for publishing content, um, as they always are. So, um, you know, there wasn't a lot to change there underneath the hood. We just started like putting our own words instead of. Have, you know, having Alex is there um, over time, we've like redeveloped it, we, you know, we've created a new theme there so that it reflects a different kind of louder <laughs> branding than what Alex had there. Uh, if I recall, when we bought the site, it was great. Um, and now it's like, <laughs> it's like orange and purple and green. Um, but it was to uh, be
0: quiet back then.
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like so, so I mean, we've done a little bit over time of just like changing which plugins we use and why, but um, the basic underlying thing is still like the WordPress site is the platform and there are social media accounts, you know, we've got a Facebook and a Twitter and we've worked on growing those um, uh, over time. But, you know, it's still the core thing is just like the WordPress site where we publish, you know, a long article every Tuesday that's something we think is interesting or important about WordPress development. Um, and so we've incorporated other content types on there um, and that kind of stuff over time. But the core technology is not that different. Um, WordPress is just really great at what it does. So. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. You know, I want, I want to give a, a quick, sh- uh, a quick shout out to all the folks that are uh, um, in our chat rooms here, helping us out with our show notes. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of things here on the site, uh, referencing or on the show and referencing some of the things that are on their site and various things that they, that they do uh, for both their, co- both their community, as well as for the readers and their customers themselves. So um, if you make, if you want to make sure that you're able to take a look at any of those links that you uh, that we talk about, feel free to go into our show notes and you could take a look at those there. So um, let's get, let's get to it here. So I think what, I think what's something that's really interesting about, uh, about the way that you guys are going about this is that you have this like educational piece to your, to your company, then you're also building things for people. So do you tend to end up building something for someone and then writing an article about, Hey, here's how this thing works and being able to help kind of help, Help make it easier for them to transition and kind of understand how WordPress is going to work for them as, you know, as the new owner of the site.
2: No, because um, we're really writing for either people who are learning development or developers. So it's it's a little bit more like. And then I wrote an article about how, how like how I did something rude at this house, and I shared it with other house builders. You know what I mean? So I see. so a lot of the time, it really it really is true that. Um, my work and my writing really go back and forth, you know, because um, when I learn something in WordPress deeply enough to write about it and to teach it, um, it really it really just sort of, like, locks that knowledge in for me. Um, and, you know, I, I've sort of made myself learn a lot of things in WordPress that I wouldn't have otherwise because we needed to, you know, write something that week. And it also goes the other direction, which is that um, – so David mentioned that we do other content types and like David writes a quick guide to every Thursday to something simple, like maybe resetting your password, your WordPress password using PHP MyAdmin or something like that. And also we write link posts three times a week to, to cool things around WordPress and just around sort of technology in general, like a plugin that's useful or something like that. And a lot of the time our content comes from, especially for those content types, is like a plugin that like saved my life on a client project or something like that.
1: Nice. So it's it's
2: very it's very much true that when I when I find a plugin that I love or when I find like a you know a, sort of a technical approach that I really that I really love it'll make its way onto the site pretty quickly after that.
0: Yeah, I I tend to write uh, about the things that I do on my own personal site more as a way that uh, at some point here I'll do a Google search for how do how do I do this thing and then come to find out that you know I rank really high for
2: myself and I go oh like check that out I wrote about that that's awesome. I Google WB shout all the time probably like 10 times a week
0: yeah it's cool that's like you know it's perfect because it's written it's written just for you you know
1: yeah, <laughs> you wrote it. yeah. you're, you're, it's
2: pa- got, you're kind
1: of making so much sense <laughs> your past and future self are other people really so <laughs> they totally are they totally are <laughs>
0: That's awesome so yeah so your your site is definitely not WP beginner where WP beginner would be like yeah. you know we wrote this article right. about this thing that I just built for someone else but you're you're uh you're like w, WP like uh, advanced you're like I'm gonna teach you a little bit more about uh, WordPress type stuff and how to use it how to interact with it how to build these things I mean I'm looking on here about like the core concepts of um, WordPress themes like that sort of thing. I mean, those are the types of things that people are going to do quick little Google searches for to find, and then be able to get good answers from it, and then realize that, wow, you know, Fred's writing a whole lot of posts here, and look, oh, David's writing a bunch of posts here, too. Maybe I should start reading more about their stuff, and subscribe to their newsletter, and you know, do stuff on Facebook and Twitter, and all those sorts of things, so... I like I like I like what you guys are are uh, doing with this. So when did you when did you think like I'm going to now that I'm building sites for folks and now that we have WP Shout, how do I kind of transition into that? I'm going to start writing for myself and hopefully other people will enjoy it too.
1: Yeah, so um, it's kind of actually like almost natural isn't quite the right word, but I personally like have this strong impulse to just like, go share what I learn a lot. Cause I just find it really fun. And as Fred was talking about, it also like really enhances and kind of locks in and solidifies and firms up your knowledge a great deal. Um, So the reason we actually bought WP shot was kind of like whimsically, like I was like, hey, I'm like writing all these, this WordPress content. And I was just posting it on our agency site where like, you know, it wasn't really Like, no one wanted it there. Like, our future clients aren't WordPress developers who are like, hey, I just found out how to register a widget. That's really great. Um, Because, you know, clients don't want... Like, the the reason clients hire agencies to do things for them is not that they wanted to do it themselves and were looking and got frustrated and didn't do it. It's because fundamentally they have other talents and other interests, and they just want to, like, you know, have someone come in and do it for them. Um, So that content really didn't fit there. And so when we part of the reason that by WP shot was like not a super intelligent business impulse of like, Hey, this thing is making tons of money and we'll make tons more. It was like, Hey, it would be really fun to keep teaching this stuff with a little more prominence and a little, a little better platform to do it. So that's really, you know, like it was natural to the whole process to do that. Um, because like, that was the first reason that the impulse to buy it came along. We did say, oh, I guess it kind of makes sense for a business reason and all that stuff. But like, that was a secondary consideration
0: really nice. Uh, So I had somebody on Facebook ask me today, um, what's a good episode of WP water cooler that I should listen to or watch, um, to learn how to use my WordPress website that I just recently installed. How do you answer that question um, for uh, for your own website? If somebody says, "I want to start learning how to use WordPress, or how to start coding with WordPress, or I have some, you know, I have some uh, experience in PHP, where do I start?" So, where's the good starting place on your site for
2: somebody to go do that? Mm. Well, uh, um, honestly, the best starting place is the um, package that we just launched, which is called Up and Running. Because that basically takes knowledge that that we've put out on WP Shout and synthesizes it into a really coherent step-by-step um, introduction to WordPress development. Um, so you know, on WP Shout, we're like writing about something that interests us that that week or about an API that we haven't covered yet or something like that. You know, and kind of the the impulse to actually launch up and running in its first edition back in 2015 was we have put all of this great knowledge, you know, out onto the, onto WP shout, but, but the problem remains that like, it's the same problem as, as with the WordPress codex, where if you go to learn about something, you realize that there's 20 things above that, that you don't know yet. You know what I mean? So, so you're kind of constantly diving in in the middle and it's really hard to find sort of the beginning of that ball of yarn. Right. And so what we did with, Uh, up and running both in the first edition and then the second edition which launched on tuesday is that we said okay let's take all pretty much all of the knowledge that we've written about wordpress the fundamental stuff up until this point and let's sequence it so that like everything builds on the thing things that came before it so we start with like really core um intuitions about just what wordpress is as a system so for example what what meanings the words post and page can take in wordpress of which there are many for, for both words, and, and and what those mean, and you know how a, how a web page is different from like a, a data that's stored in your database, and then then we talk about how WordPress is like a factory that builds web pages, meaning that the fundamental function of WordPress is to basically take data from what you could call the warehouse, which is which is the database, which stores posts and users and site options and things like that and push it through basically a factory of PHP processing, which includes your theme and then plugins that kind of come in as outside contractors to do specialty stuff that the factory doesn't normally do. And then what you get is like a finished product, which is, which is a, you know, a page that your browser can display. So, so just kind of trying to get that straight um, in terms of like the core intuitions of like, what does server side mean? What does client side mean? You know, why can't I write a PHP script that tracks my mouse? You know what I mean? Just, those starting with those things and then really getting into, you know, the actual sort of APIs and and um, core systems of WordPress, like the template hierarchy, functions.php, the loop, um, you know, WP and Q script, WP and Q style, all, all those things, and, and really trying to be sort of sequential and comprehensive with the way we present WordPress knowledge. Because really, the knowledge has been on, on WP shout, you know, for quite a while, um, and of course we keep adding to it. But but the question is how do you how do you do it or everything builds on the thing that came before it and that's really what we set out to do with with up and running.
1: Nice. Yeah. And and if I if I can just build on that, I, like we have added, you know, over time we put together a courses feature on WP Shout, which we use off and on to like tie together like, hey, we wrote four articles on the widgets. And that is something that if someone needs to just like learn how to make widgets or what widgets are and that kind of thing, you can use it. But As Fred said, you're kind of like skipping to the middle of a book um, where, you know, you maybe are able to be like, oh, I guess this character must be a priest or something (laughs) just based on what's going on. But you don't necessarily understand all the pieces in place. And like, it's really hard to provide that on a website. I find, you know, just because it's not clear where to start and where to go forward. You know, every like we've talked, Fred and I've talked before about creating a start here page. Um, as just like a thing to be like, oh, you don't know anything. This is where you would start to understand like what we do and how you would understand what we're trying to explain and all that stuff. But it it ends up that like, there's sort of this like fractal splitting off thing that happens where everything builds on everything else. And it's really hard to give people a linear progression through a thing um, without going out and building a linear progression through the topic. Um, Because like the, the thing of like just scattershot like, hey, you know, this week I thought that widgets were cool because I had to build one that did. A, you know, there was a music player for a client, um, like that. That all that stuff is really great. And if you want to just like learn a little bit, I think you know following along to blogs like WP Shout is great. But um, there is a need for people to actually be like, look, I've got two weeks. I'm not going to just like read a thousand blog posts in two weeks. And so that's where that's why we've created Up and Running is because you know our intuition and, you know, people we talk to about it say like, you know, I can jump in in the middle but it's kind of confusing and overwhelming. And so we wanted to have a place that we could be like, this is how you can come from like, I know HTML and CSS, but I'm now told that I should do WordPress instead and get a sense of like how you actually, what things will make sense and how you can kind of move through the process of actually like getting to the point where like child themes don't scare you and you've even like thought about making your own theme. Like that's kind of the goal of the product is that you get all the way to, yes, I know what a plugin is. I know why I need to make a plugin here and I know how I will make this plugin. Like that is our goal is that you can go from like, I knew what HTML was to be like all the way there um, right. at the end of the product. And obviously, there's like, that's, there's a lot of like, it's on you in anything like this, because like, if you don't read the blog post, the thousand or the like 25 we put together, you're still going to have that problem. But you know, you really like, it is so beneficial to have those 27 steps in place.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've all, um, I can guarantee you, anybody who's doing any type of freelance work for WordPress development, all of us have inherited a site where the person before us had no business being a WordPress anything that on a blogger but they were actually a developer that started rewriting all of WordPress just because they wanted to update something on one of the themes and you go in there and you're like whoa like core's been hacked to heck like what's going on here oh my goodness they put like functionality inside the theme and and they put theme stuff inside the plugin oh what is going on here I don't understand and then you're you know you're like rewriting this entire thing and then you're finally just like you know what let's just pick another theme and we'll just start from scratch and then we'll use all the things that everybody else uses like you know oh we wanted to do seo oh maybe we should install yoast oh we're trying to do this oh maybe we should install that instead of like somebody hard coding um a, a form builder or something like that and and you're just like what am i doing with all this stuff inside here so what i what i like about this is that you're you're bringing the person you're saying like if you find our content and you think you know what you're doing you may want to read the first like three or four pages of this stuff just to get a rough idea of what wordpress is why it works this way, how it works this way, how those different panes of glass are that you're looking through when when it starts building out. And then you can say, okay, now I understand how WordPress works. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe now I can start coding this. Or, hey, you know what? Uh, I know classic ASP from like way back in the day. Maybe (laughs) I should not be touching this WordPress site. I'm going to step away from this, go back to C Sharp, and I'm good. I feel like if you understand (laughs) those things,
2: you can learn WordPress.
0: Totally, yeah. but there's people that just have no business like in in a crunch time type situation, <laughs> and, and, and
1: they don't. And they and, and yeah. a lot of people don't have what have the desire either. You know, right. I mean, WordPress. WordPress has a bit of a reputation for like hardcore developers. It's like ha ha ha, WordPress. You know, I mean, like and and you I think, even said that I mean, in your previous
0: statement. You were saying like you know, and then you end up with a WordPress site that you have to manage, and you're just like. Oh my gosh! I actually write in Python all day long. I, I don't know what I'm doing here with this WordPress thing. Right? So let me go update my Jekyll site real quick, and then I'll come back here and actually do this. It's like,
1: but the, <laughs> like the the thing is that WordPress is so good at the publishing experience that like it's worth it. You know, people want WordPress. People don't want Jekyll. <laughs> like people are confused. <laughs> I I am a developer. I really like enjoy like learning new things. I was given a Jekyll site, and I was like uh, give me an hour and then I can make the changes. And right. like, it's just like that interface, that familiarity of WordPress is so comforting to, to people, including me who like, like I will geek out on it. And like, I, I was able to understand Jekyll quick enough, but it wasn't as seamless because there is that newness to anything that you come across. And so like, I mean, in general I'm sold on CMSs, and everyone should use them. And the best one is WordPress. So use it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So,
0: so starting, starting from scratch here, um, you know, looking at, looking at the content that you guys have built um, out of, out of this, I noticed that you guys are starting to do uh, or have done video in this. Have you guys done video in the past? Is that something that you tip, that you typically do or are you just,
2: uh, are you mainly just doing uh, text? Yeah. So in our, in our weekly content, we do a video every Thursday because again, it, uh, those are called quick guides and it's about a minute of, you know, us walking you through how to do your first WP, uh, uh, maybe use your first action hook or something like that. Um, for up and running, it's very, it's it's a lot of video content. Um, in, in version one of up and running, there was quite a bit of the video content that there is in version two. David basically recorded three screencast series, one on how to build a child theme, one on just building a theme from scratch, and then one on building a plugin from scratch, which is actually really cool. It makes remote um, HTTP API calls to to GitHub, and it publishes a short code and a widget and, and all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. And um, I wrote 15 minute guides to HTML, CSS, PHP, and JavaScript, or recorded video recorded, which is you know optimistic. But I figured like if somebody feels like they kind of got PHP or something. Um, obviously, you're not going to teach anybody PHP in 15 minutes, but I, I thought it could just be really good to maybe shake the rust off for somebody who was coming from like a whatever an ASP background and, and just wanted a little bit of confidence and really understood the fundamentals of technical languages. Um, we recorded 13 interviews with sort of prominent, successful WordPress developers like Pippin Williamson and Helen Husandy and Tom McFarland, and we just asked them about how they got to where they're at in their career. But then we also, for each one of them, asked them to talk us through some of the code that they'd written. So we actually sort of like watched over their shoulder as they talked about, reasoned about their own code. That was really that was really fun. We we recorded that um, in version one, and then with this version, we've also added um, to every one of the chapters that the book has, which is something like I think it's forty four or something like that. So so the video introduc- the chapter introductions are just. Um, Basically like three minutes kind of summarizing the content of the chapter. So if the chapter is about hooks, actions, and filters, it's three minutes of of David basically saying, like, here's what you need to understand about hooks. You know, the hook system is an events-based system and it breaks down into actions and filter hooks and um and then it doesn't really try to get you too deep into the specifics of the chapter, but it's it's a good sort of intro so that you can kind of intuitively get what the chapter is about, and then go in and sort of look at code examples and really try to get the specifics. So so we you know, we really tried. Um especially this with with the second edition to to um you know accommodate people's different learning styles and uh video is a big part of that oh
0: yeah, i mean i obviously I love video <laughs> video's fun, and especially it's live video best. is 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 the scariest thing ever, but it's it's also the greatest thing ever so yeah
1: um, if i if I can just jump in on to follow on that Jason like yeah, yeah, we hadn't when we so this is the second version of up and running that we're marketing now. In the first version, we basically hadn't really done much video on the site or anywhere else, and I just had ScreenFlow burning a hole in my pocket. ScreenFlow is the Mac screencasting app, and I just it like I wanted to use it, and so I was kind of like, "Hey, I should like make some screencasts. That would be cool," and like that's kind of where it started. And like, it, I I love it. Like, it's really fun. Like, there there is the the lack of like in per- when in, when you teach in person, you can like see if someone is connecting with you. Um, and that, that's missing in screencasting, but the rest of it is great. And like, basically part of the reason that we came back to add videos and the reason we've incorporated quick guides on that site is because like in putting it together for version one, you know, it was like, yeah, these are great and they're really helpful and, um, people love them. So, you know, we just need, we, we can create some more of that and give it like, the thing is the 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 core text of up and running is that thing that is piecewise step throughing the stepping through the process, and giving adding some video onto that. I think we really have enhanced your ability to like grok it, whether you're a video person or a book person. Because some people would buy the package and just watch what are meant to be kind of the after you read the text, watch these screencasts kind of thing, and be like, "Yeah, those were great, and I mostly got it." Um, But without going through the book, you don't get that, like, you know, all those core analogies and understandings of like, this is what a widget is and how it works and how you think about it. Um, And I, I think you were maybe about to bring it up, but I saw in the chat room this question about like, what about designers or people who aren't like really looking to get into code? And I think one of the core promises of up and running is even if you never do the coding stuff, we'll make it understandable to you but not, hopefully it's not intimidating. I think we really try to strike that balance of making sure we get to the approachable thing and make sure that we have clarified these concepts about like, well, what is a theme and why do you use it instead of a plugin sometimes? And why do you sometimes want the theme to do that functionality that seems like, I'm not sure where it goes. Like that kind of intuition comes out of, um, you know, understanding the whole field and like understanding that content types are done this way I think it comes out of that the book is written for people who are trying to get into development for sure um, but I do think it can definitely help someone who's like I want to understand WordPress better but I don't think I'm ever going to be a developer you know your eyes may glaze over at some of that PHP that's in there but that's okay like the text is really really solid at explaining what's going on so intuitively you would get it even if you don't Make sense of the syntax, or remember the semicolons, or the dollar signs, or whatever.
0: Right. No, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you're you're taking this taking this time to be able to teach other people how to use WordPress, how to be able to uh, uh, use WordPress, interact with it. What are all these pieces that actually make it work? Well, plenty of us have seen where somebody really thought that they were writing a blog when they were just writing a whole bunch of posts. And then they're like, why aren't these posts in chronological order? And you're like, well, it's actually a bunch of pages. Right. <laughs> so it's like that sort of stuff that you've seen, you know, and you're like, why does your navigation look like that? Oh, it's because it makes a new a, a new post show up in my navigation. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here let me show you a little quick little plugin that you could use to
1: kind of flip all of that for you. And then we're good to go. All right, now you're back to posts. Let's, let's yeah. see what's next. <laughs> yeah, there's just like tremendous value in that intuitive understanding of like, oh, posts and pages are different in these ways. And that matters for these reasons, whether or not you ever get at, into like, oh, this is how I make a widget. I extend the WP widget class. Awesome. Like you don't need to understand that to like get the value out of like, oh, okay, that's kind of what's going on here. That's nice.
0: I, it's like the uh, it's like the WordPress owner's manual type of thing. It's just like, uh, how do I, I got in the car, I'm trying to figure out how to start it. And then, you know, you end up, you're in the middle of the freeway going 60 miles per hour. And you're like, uh, I wrote a blog post. What am I doing now? You know, you gotta yeah. like kind of figure out how this whole thing works. Yeah. So have you have you guys um, when you're building this out did you did you build this so that way people that are trying to do the same type of work that you're doing can can really learn how to use WordPress uh, and, and more of the, the coding capacity or is it like um, the people that are graduating from being a site owner that just they purely are using WordPress just as a blogger could eventually become an actual uh, you know be a developer for
2: their own site? So of those two options, I, I think we really are aiming at both kinds of people. Okay. Um, honestly, yeah, the way to think about up and running is anybody who wants to understand the um, the, the technical fundamentals of WordPress, what makes it tick, basically that's what we have done. Um, this thing has haunted me since I... Since I read it like two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. it was some editorial about something, and it said people are much more confident in their in their knowledge than than is actually justified. And the example it used is relatively few people actually understand how a toilet works. <laughs> and ever since I read that, I have been like no idea how a toilet works. Like I, I, I obviously know that there's the tank, right? And that empties fills up and empties. But um, I don't know anything else about <laughs> how a works. And it's like, it's 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 haunting me, but it hasn't haunted me to the point where I've actually like Google diagrams or whatever. You know?
1: I just go so, to
0: toilet. I would uh, say... I totally want to see this post or this thing that you're talking yeah, about I'll here. Like yeah, so i You're going to dig it up. It I typed in some of the words notes, you said. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway, if, 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 if that's the way you feel about WordPress, I would say up and running is probably for you.
0: Oh man, that's that's awesome! Wait, wait, wait! How does fun- this
2: toilet work? If that's how you feel about WordPress, then have <laughs> okay all your
0: blog posts down the drain.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but how?
0: How exactly? How did how did it go down the drain? How is this thing working? Oh man! So um,
1: wait, uh, you're you're making me think. I do understand how the tank empties, but I don't understand why the bowl goes away. Do you see? see i stayed at I stayed at a place
0: recently. I stayed at a place recently that had the gravity fed um uh, toilet system from yesteryear oh, the old water. Closet. yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So the thing holds it up there and then it dumps it down and uses gravity to be able to push everything through. makes perfect sense. But then you're like, there must uh, be some sort of like
2: pressure thing. It must be like some sort of negative pressure below the bowl or something. i I truly don't know. So anyway, <laughs> there is an air gap in there. I know that, <laughs> but I don't
1: know. I don't know how, the,
2: like at the bottom of the U thing. Yeah,
1: I get how I get new water, but I don't get how the bowl goes away because I yeah. don't think there's. It, I don't think it's hooked up.
2: Yeah, it's not hooked up. It's not electrical. Oh my it gosh, <laughs> it's not electrical. That's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> anyway, WordPress. So, so you WordPress, can really, you so... can use WordPress to write about toilets, and that's really cool. Oh, no. And WordPress has their gaps as well.
0: Who thought? <laughs> So let's let's step out let's step away a little bit from your product the stuff that you're doing and all that sort of thing and let's let's yeah. talk about just the fundamentals of WordPress uh, learning WordPress itself. Where did you guys start yeah. out when you started learn WordPress stuff? And let's before before we can answer that one, just think of that one for a minute.
1: When did you guys start using WordPress?
2: David started before I did.
1: Yeah. So um, I actually started using WordPress in two thousand seven. Okay. Um, I graduated from college and didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'm going to have a blog on the internet and I'm going to get rich. <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, but uh, so I basically used WordPress since then in, you know, um, that starts to be the answer to the second question, which is I learned how to be a web developer basically from having a WordPress site and being like, hey, it would be cool if I could do this. And I would like beat my head against the wall for five weeks, trying to figure out like how to make my theme a little tiny bit different. Because as we talked about, there's just like so much that you don't understand. And like, like I learned through you know a thousand blog posts on the internet that didn't, ever, you know, they never explained the whole thing to me. Right. And I would just like pieced it together bit by bit. And uh, Yeah. So I think that one of the things I love about WordPress is I think it's a great way to get into the entire field of web development because that's how I came in. And that like, I can't think of a better way because like there was something I cared about, which was the, you know, this, this not very intelligent business. I have a, (laughs) both that, that business. And the one I started with Fred didn't really have a business model, but, um, I cared a lot about what was on that site. And so the idea of like making it a little better was really important to me. And so even though like I hadn't really been, you know, I, I'd, I'd programmed when I was like a kid, like 10-ish, but I hadn't programmed in like the last 10 years practically when I started it. And like that kind of got me back into it because I could see that I was making changes.
2: Yeah, and for me it was, it was sort of more of a, um, I, I kind of was able to, Honestly uh, draft behind David's knowledge which he'd acquired really by the time that we started working together So I'd done HTML and CSS and JavaScript for a bunch of different like internships and personal projects and stuff Leading up to the time that, that David and I started working together And then when we did we built a PHP app from scratch basically so that that really got me up to speed on pH the base of PHP And then when we transitioned to being an agent um, for a very long still, I would basically just kind of, um, essentially David taught me almost everything I know about development. And that, that's still true to an extent. So that was a really lucky situation to be in, is somebody's teaching you this stuff kind of for free, so to speak. Like you're just osmosing it because you guys work together. So that that's basically how I came by my development knowledge. And it was really helpful because I had a human being to tell me how things fit together, which was always the hardest part for me. In anything like this, economics or physics or web, you know, development, whatever. It's like I get the individual pieces, but how they fit together can be very difficult. Basically, Google for, and so I had right. David in that, that. was really good.
0: That's that's awesome. I, you know, when you're when you're just learning out how to do, even just doing PHP. I learned PHP before I learned WordPress. And so I was building my own sites using uh, uh, Smarty PHP, which was like a, a, templating, a templating type uh, setup. I, I did all sorts of stuff back in the day before WordPress was a thing, and um, leading into you know Movable Type and seeing how Movable Type works, and then slowly, but surely, just going through all the Mambo's and the Joomla's and the Drupal's, and and then you know PHPBB, and then you look back and go, everything looks like PHPBB. What's going on here? And then you're like, okay, WordPress. All right, how do I use WordPress? So I, I think the the reason why I asked that question is because it seems like depending on where the person started within the WordPress kind of um, uh, within the versions of WordPress, um, greatly affects the way in which they've been using WordPress up to this point, and mm-hmm. how they how they uh, got to that point. So it's like, did you know, was, were, were themes really a big thing back then? Was it something that you really knew what you're doing? Are you still wishing that they would have never taken links out of, you know, out of WordPress, like any of those sorts of things? Well, it's like you look at it and go like, well, actually um, that's just a custom post type. Like I could just build another custom post type that's called, that does this. So (laughs) when you're seeing those types of things, uh, you know, seeing how somebody has learned WordPress and has used WordPress, it makes you think, ah, okay, I, I see now that that you started at this point and now you're trying to do this. If you started most recently, you know, things are totally different because you've essentially didn't have to go through like the moans and groans of, of WordPress being developed until you finally get to where we're at now. Um, so it's cool that you guys are teaching people. And I'd imagine within your, within your uh, uh, writings as well as in your videos, that you're able to explain them from kind of start to finish, how WordPress is being used, and you could even show them a little bit of, hey, WordPress has actually been changed, has changed dramatically over the last couple of years now, you know, and it's really cool. Here's all this new stuff that's out there. Um, where, where is it? Where is it that you're seeing people are are learning about WordPress outside of your own website? Like, where where are some of those places that you're seeing people learn about WordPress?
2: Good question. You mean WordPress development specifically? Yeah, WordPress development, yeah. I feel like people really like Pippin Williamson stuff. Um, and I certainly do. Yeah, I don't here. know that he really writes that. Yeah, I don't know that he really writes that often in terms of, like, let me teach you how to be a WordPress developer. But, you know, pretty much anything he, he does have on the Internet, I, I respect pretty highly. Um, for me, like, it really was a combination of David and the Codex and Stack Overflow. Um, and that's still how I learn new things in, in WordPress development, is literally Google. Just like Google is, is is so amazing, because if you know how to write the right Google search, um, you can find your way to basically a Stack Overflow post of somebody having your problem, like 90, probably 8% of the time. And so I guess the function library is replacing the codex now. I, honestly, I find the codex easier to learn from for some reason, like the function library has just the function itself, but it doesn't have sort of any su- any supplementary information. So it's mm-hmm. almost kind of, might be sort of taking their cues from PHP's documentation where like all of the human examples are in the comments, but I find it actually harder to understand. So to the extent the codec still exists, it's still where I go to, to really try to, you know, unpack a specific like tool or API or function or whatever in WordPress that I, that I don't understand very well. And, and then obviously think how many of those
0: websites out there have been built based off of the comments section of P- of the PHP website, you know, like yeah, right. how many of those have been just literally copy pasted and go, okay, here we go. Hit the go button and you cover they, your eyes. They are go.
1: good comments though.
0: They're totally yeah. good comments, but they're it not, it's not literally surely turns into Reddit where everybody's just kind of like, actually, the guy, like, nine posts above me, nah, 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 here's how you <laughs> do it if you true. want to use classes, here's how you want to do it yeah. if you do it this way, here's how you want to do it this way, and, you know, you start wow. learning about curly brackets and not curly brackets and ifs and, and, and ifs, and and you're just like, uh, I don't know how these people code,
2: because there's, I like, have, nine different I ways have to definitely, code. I have definitely script kiddied my way to a livelihood, I mean, very literally. Yep. So, I, you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> um,
1: so so to, to to come back to your question, um, Jason, I do think, you know, inside the community, Tom McFarlane and Josh Pollock are names that come to mind immediately yeah. as well. Um, but what I was actually, the, the way I heard your question, the way I'm, I'm going to, like, take a little liberty to answer it is it like, where are people actually, like, coming into WordPress? So I actually teach at a, like, professional, private little school. It's not like a college. It's not a community college or anything. It's, like, four people who take Excel classes and stuff like that here in Fort Collins. And it's really interesting to see who shows up there because probably half plus of the time, there's someone who was given a WordPress site. Like they're kind of like attached to marketing in some way. Like one of my students who I've had in the last year is like a nurse who is like the most tech savvy person in their office. So she got, she got you know charged with improving her chiropractic chiropractic practices office or something like that you know that sort of thing and it's really interesting like how diverse the people who who are in that context are where from like where they came to it and what their background is a lot of them like this whole like technology thing is new you know I mean like WordPress versus. Microsoft Office like is not a big distinction to them. They don't unders, they aren't like thinking about the underlying technologies and all that stuff. Like they know that WordPress is a tool that solves a job for them. Like they have the need for, you know, promoting their business or making it look better on the internet so that they get more customers and all that stuff. And that's where they're engaging with it from is like, how do I just like make my site have this other thing that I want? And like, they don't know what HTML is. And so, Like, a a lot of people are learning WordPress that way. And I think one of the things that, like, WordPress itself, you know, has this tension with is that WordPress is like, hey, we let you create HTML. And a lot of people are looking for something even more fundamental, which is like, I don't know what that is. Like, just give me website, please. You know, I just need something that will, like, share my message or share my, you know, whatever it is. And so um, I really do think um, that, People come from WordPress from so many places today because it's so, it you know, it's, it is it is like the marketing tool, you know, it, it maybe isn't like the, the like professional content management tool from Adobe, but it's like, it's like everyone is coming and like they're coming from all over the map and where they need to learn, from, where they, where they could learn from is like this vast WordPress community, but they don't know it exists, you yeah. know? So it's like, how, how do we find those people? I don't know. But like, I think as, as the broad WordPress community, like being like, Hey, like, you know, there's a word camp nearby. You should come to it because like, Hey, you, you got backed into this marketing site. It's like a, an ongoing challenge as the community continues to kind of grow.
0: Yeah. We see that all the time at our, our local WordPress meetup um, where people show up and they're like, um, so I was told that I need to do WordPress and, um, I, I have a WordPress website. We have like, you know, 20, 30,000 people come to the site each month and, um, you know, we're making money off of it. We're like, just start adding on these extra layers of complication. And then like, so they want me to be the admin of the site. What should I do? <laughs> and you're like, well, um, I think you should start a blog. And I think you should start writing in that blog, and then I think you should start customizing that blog. Why? Because um, if you break your own stuff, it's not that big of a deal. But if you break the customer's site or the person's site that you're now, you know, taking over, um, that probably wouldn't be a very good thing. And you know, this is why a lot of us do WordPress as a hobby, as well as WordPress as a, uh, as like a full time gig or a gig that we do on the side. Because of the fact that you're learning by doing and you're learning by teaching and you're learning by hopping into Stack Over- Overflow or, or hopping into a, a Slack channel or something like that and just saying, yeah, I can help you out with that. Here, here's what, here's how I've done it. Let me copy paste and, and show you how to do this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you in that um, you, you have to you have to start somewhere. I don't know how you start. Like, and I don't know how that there's actually a community out there. Like, we've talked to people on the show here. We used to have WP Blab be open and people could just jump in whenever they wanted within the conversation. And they would jump in and they're like, "I didn't realize that WordPress had a community. I thought it was just some PHP files that were strung together in a zip file that I installed onto a web host." Like, they didn't realize that there's like stuff outside in the world that are that's happening. So all that to say, I well, think is those meetups are the things that people should really mm-hmm, be kind of looking
2: at. I agree. And I would also say that really the way to learn WordPress is, is to once or twice. You know what I mean? Because there's just so many things that um, you just, in my opinion, better when it's a need, I actually have. So I, I really agree with sort of that piece of what you said.
0: Uh, You know, it's funny how stack, how high and ranking stack overflow is for many people Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because they, you know, they, I mean, Google, Google customizes the type of stuff that you go to all the time. So if you spend all your time going on Reddit and then you do a Google search for WordPress, um, the the Reddit WordPress subreddit is going to show up and you're going to go, oh, okay, this is my community Um, because this is just the way that WordPress or the way that Google works. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, I think there is some value in learning WordPress in the places that you, uh, that you typically go to, you know, these different sites, but also just like turn off that, uh, that, that customization piece in, in Google and just say like, give me whatever everybody else is getting, you know, just let me, let me see, you know, what is it that's out there out in the world that I should start looking at? And, you know, people in the chat room, I just asked some folks in the chat room, where are these places people are looking at? Uh, they're talking about uh, uh, Tuts Plus, and they're talking about uh, Stack Overflow. They're talking about um, uh, WP MuDV. Um, they're talking about Udemy. dot com, there's all these places out on the internet that you can learn about this stuff. And I think it's a great thing to be able to find a, a big, diverse, you know, thing and figure out who it is that's going to be able to teach you the best because not everyone is, you know, like the stuff that you guys put out is made, you're hoping that it's made for as many people um, out mm-hmm. there as possible. But every once in a while, things are just like, you know, I, I don't like that color font that they pick or, <laughs> or the way in which that they write about this yeah. stuff or whatever. And that's yeah. why it's like, it's good to have a whole bunch of
1: options that are out there. Exactly. I mean, you know, obviously, like my goal is that the way I explain things works for everyone. But it, I, I know in reality that it just isn't, you know, some people will just bounce off the way. I present myself in the way I present the content and it just won't work for them. And that's, that's fine. You know, like that's why it's great that there are like so many people in the community. One, one other, a couple other things to call out. One is Carl Alexander, especially if you get deeper yeah. into WordPress. No, not all. that guy. No, don't go. To he, his stuff. <laughs> he's great. And uh, you know, uh, I think Mario here in the chat room said advanced WordPress on Facebook, which is just a really great, large community of people who are talking about like how do I do this development thing or how do I do that kind of thing and like you know as as a, as a social media uh, show I feel like it's it's exactly the thing to talk about because yeah, I was, because you know sorry. that is a place where you can easily interact with people in a form that like you're probably already on Facebook anyway because a billion people are um, so it's really convenient to
2: uh, have that there, as opposed to getting used to going to another place. Yeah, I was going to shout out uh, AWP, Advanced WordPress, as well. It's it's an amazing community, probably the, the best that I found online. Um, and if you're embarrassed to ask a question in Advanced WordPress, there's, there's a similar, I think somewhat smaller, but also lively group called Intermediate WordPress that's also on Facebook. There's even WordPress for the non-technical. So. But they're all good, but advanced WordPress is really, really lively and really, you know, a, a place to sort of take the pulse of of work, you know, working WordPress developers.
0: Yeah, I agree that it, it can definitely be a, a scary, daunting thing to hop into that Facebook group and hit refresh and then like nine nine different posts went by and you're like, Oh geez, like this is this is worse than asking for you know information on Twitter. Like this is crazy that and you know you see all these posts just start flying by and and then even the fact that, you know, is your, is your thing that you're posting about advanced enough that that's always a scary thing or intermediate enough, depending on <laughs> which one of those, yeah. <laughs> you're too advanced, dude. You need to get out of here. Go, go over to the advanced one.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen
0: that before, but that, that would be pretty awesome to see happen.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got a small tangent if I'll, I'll take this Please. like small, yeah. which is I was when you were talking about the way stack overflow works, it was making me think of um, I don't know how much you do deal with advertising, but people always talk about how Google AdWords is for like people in the middle of doing a task, and they need the answer. And that Facebook advertising is for people who are like, sitting back and relaxing and just kind of like curious about things. And I think there's an interesting analogy there, which is part of the reason that Stack Overflow comes up so much in these conversations is because it is exactly the thing that gives you like the answer in the Google sense of like, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, this person has a snippet that is literally exactly what I needed. And like when, like something like WP shout is less for that. It's for like, hey, like I'm trying to just like, you know, up my game a little bit and I want to kind of learn, but it's not, it's not, like, we aren't going to have the article that is like, hey, uh, I need to, like, make this class, you know, the, this widget blink sometimes on, like, this interval. What's the CSS for that? Like, we won't have written that because that's not, like, how you do that, which is yeah, why, where Stack Overflow is today. so Don't unique <laughs> is because it is exactly... It's so narrow, no, narrowly focused. Like, I had this one question once and someone gave me the, exactly the answer and then I can go back and Google it. I never thought about it before. It just occurred to me and I wanted to share it. <laughs> I I... I... I think that I think that people use
0: Google in many different ways. You have those Google foo type folks that are they're they're putting in uh plus this minus that with quotes around it with plus and minus around the quotes and and they just go nuts, you know, not this and this not that. And then you have people that just go in there and they ask it a question like my mom does where it's like mm-hmm. She literally could push the little microphone button in the corner of there and just say, you know, what is the, you know, temperature that I should have my cake into the oven and it'll, boom, it comes back with it. So everyone's using Google different. Um, maybe we yeah, should talk a actually, little bit. Actually,
1: can, oh, yeah. I'm going to inject something else that's yeah, please. One of the most undervalued skills that most people who are in like technical fields like WordPress have is that they know how to use Google a little bit better than everyone else. And that is a huge advantage. (laughs) I mean, literally you can save someone half an hour by just like being like, you know what? I know the answer exists on the internet and that I can use Google to find the answer. That is such an undervalued skill. Like, I mean, I was just talking to a friend earlier today about like, you know, charge more. Like if you're doing consulting work and you're not making enough money, one of the easiest things you can do to affect that equation is just like, ask for more money. And it's, But that is mostly, like, a confidence question. And, like, right. it's because you forget that you have the ability to get an answer in two minutes, which a non-technical person would take an hour to not really find. Um, like, that is worth a huge amount in the broader scheme of things. And it's just, like, you just forget that because you're like, oh, I, and that, I've, I've had that skill for years, but not everyone has those skills.
0: Yeah, and you know, going back to what you are saying about about um, finding stuff on and finding like the answer on Stack Overflow, I think the thing is that that your site's doing that's a bit different than a Stack Overflow answer is the fact that you actually have some meat around the answer. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so it's not like there's just like, uh, hey, so the answer is this, and and um, and good luck with that. And you know, the person goes like, well, I pasted this into the text file. And it's not working. What am I doing wrong here? Yeah, oh, it's i to like... not on
2: your, It's because the text file's not on your hosting. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's it's both things. It's like to to get the most out of Stack Overflow type queries, you have to know right like, a lot of sort of tacit knowledge, a lot of intuition around the specific thing you're asking. That very much is what we do, right? in addition to specific answers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's those, po- it's those posts where it's like they wrote the answer in object oriented and you have not stepped into object oriented programming in PHP yet. And you're just like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't understand how this string of words with dots and this and that yeah. and to, between them make any sense. Like, I, I don't I don't know the objects in PHP. You know, it's like we run two different versions of PHP, you know, object oriented and not, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, actually, that, that, Fred Bruce brought it up, but this is a thing we really, Fred and I have really talked a lot about and thought a lot about, especially when we put together the first version of Up and Running is like, how many things do we as people who like, can do WordPress development, do we take for granted and feel like, oh yeah, like duh, post, it, I said post here, but I didn't mean post in the in the sense of the WordPress interface, I meant post in the other sense that WordPress uses it, which is like, everything is a post. Don't worry about it, it's okay. Um, you know, but, like, that is a thing that can really get people wrapped around the axle when they start on this stuff It's just, like, these simple things that, like, yeah, I know I know what that, you know, dash uh, greater than sign means. Like, the, as, as you say, like, when the first time you encounter objects in PHP, it is, like, what is happening? Because you don't have the conceptual idea of, like, oh. So, like, it's, like, a thing as if a real-life thing and it has things that it can tell me about itself and things that it can do. And, you know, but like simply understanding that, like you aren't going to get a Stack Overflow answer about that, or you probably won't think about how you could have found it. It probably does exist by now, but like, you know, it's not a thing that you can like accidentally Google your way through. Um, I think one of the c- most common and serious knocks about Stack Overflows, it will it will give you the way to do the thing you're trying to do. If it has the answer, it'll give you exactly how to do it, but it won't ask you why you're trying to do it that way in the first place, which is maybe a more fundamental thing you need to ask yourself. Um, because, like that is and that is where that like slower, more relaxed learning, that like buying something like Up and Running or reading WP Shout or Tom McFarlane or Carl Alexander, that will give you that like ability to like make sure you understand the whys behind the what you're trying to do. Because like, yeah, I can tell you how to change the color of that sidebar, but do you actually, like, is that actually the goal that's important for you? And that's a thing that is a very different process than the like immediate quick answer. Like, you know, you won't, you, you will not Google your way, Google add your way to like a, happy fulfilled life (laughs) you know you can find out where what the fastest car is and where the where the warmest weather is like you can do all that but you won't like you know there's there's a separate thing that is important which is like a which a slower process of like you know contemplation and understanding of the world yeah i mean i remember the first time i i came
0: across um uh, what they call a yoda conditional and i looked at this and i'm just like Why is this all backwards? I don't I mean, I I know PHP enough to like, uh, really, like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And you start reading through like the, you know, PHP or looking through WordPress itself and seeing the way in which, you know, the style and the tone and the way in which this is all written it makes, it starts making sense. And you're like, wait, I need to look this up. Why, why are they putting all this stuff this way? And then you start doing some, you know, quick Googling and go, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. So if it, if I mess up here, it won't break everything. It'll just break part of it, or it'll just show a little bit, you know, it'll it'll be a different way in which you go about it.
1: Yeah. And that subtlety is like, like it's a, it's a, it's a small, big thing sort of
0: It's like those people that go to college to learn PHP and they've only been taught this one way to do it. And so like the teachers force them, this is the way you're going to do it. And then you go out into the world and you look into, you know, uh, WordPress's code itself. And you're just like, wow, like, I mean, these guys are on point, but I don't understand how half of this stuff works because they have their own certain way that they went about with those coding practices. Mm -hmm. Are you guys showing any coding practice type things, um, in, in up and running? Uh,
2: well, I, pretty much all the, I would say all the code in up and running is consistent with WordPress's coding standards. Mm-hmm. So that just means spaces around parentheses and things like that. Um, in terms of being very explicit about specific PHP coding practices, we do get into it a little bit. We get into, um, for example, we cover two different ways to write the loop. One using uh basically curly brackets of when using colons. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about which one we prefer and why. So we, we kind of impose good code. And something that I do kind of throughout the, um, throughout the, the text content of up and running is um, I'll try to escape early if I can. So I'll try to set up like a, like a failure clause at the beginning of, a, for example, a function. And if that's not satisfied, I'll just return early rather than wrap the whole function in a conditional. And make it like a layer deep um, logically, and so I I don't really sort of like um, go to great lengths to point out that I'm doing that, but there's just sort of a lot of teaching kind of by example using using WordPress's coding standards, and then just using what I or we think are um, are clean coding practices in general. Yeah. Nice. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think one thing that's true in general, um, which is interesting, is that in WordPress, I don't think it 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 pays to be very dogmatic about objects are yeah. essential or, you know, yeah. procedural code only or whatever it is because right. WordPress yeah. is not opinionated in that way, um, you know, okay. for good and ill. But like, WordPress was made before that, like objects were the way to do it. Like, if you look at modern PHP, and I love modern PHP, I I I it, I really enjoy it. It's basically all about the objects, but WordPress isn't built that way. Uh, you know, in in that there's like this this pragmatism that that has taught me as a developer that a lot of people, <laughs> Marco just posted in this chat room that he likes spaghetti code, which uh, is <laughs> another way to talk about what WordPress is. But I think WordPress is very pragmatic, and it's and that that I think is more so reflected in the the coding examples than you know, objects are the way you must write, make your plugin into a single object that will then be unique and thus better than the, uh, you know, the procedural way that WordPress would encourage you to write it. Um, I don't think we really, like, I don't think either is opinionated that way. And I think it doesn't, because of how big and diverse the WordPress ecosystem is, understanding one way to do it and thinking it's the one true way, is actually gonna get in your way more so than it will help you. Because there are people who will just like write pure object oriented code in in WordPress and it works great as long as it interfaces with the parts of WordPress that aren't (laughs) object oriented. But you can also just be much more pragmatic and be like, you know, this is a plugin with two functions in it. There's no reason to involve objects at all. Or this is gonna be really complicated and the objects will help me with that conceptual encapsulation of knowing what thing is probably doing this thing that's misfiring now. there is use in the two different paradigms where WordPress is sometimes like, yeah, like here's just some functions, just use them, everything's global, don't worry about it. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. And like understanding why those choices are made the way they are is, you know, it's one of those longer term soft skills we talked about, like being being comfortable with the idea that like, yeah, it, you know, WordPress, WordPress is great um, at like, that content publishing experience, it's not like the thing that like you would hold up as like, dear programmers, worship this, it is so (laughs) good. You wouldn't do that because WordPress isn't that. WordPress is like a thing that has been in in use for, I I looked it up today, 13, going on 14 years in May. And so like, it's it's a long-term thing that is very like pragmatic because it's had to be in order to stay relevant. So it's starting to have more objects in it, but it's still not going to be the system of like this is pure object-oriented code that I would show to my professor and they'd be proud of me. Like it's not that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So what what are what's what's something or what type of plugins does somebody write when they're first starting out? Like what's the thing that they should use? You know, what's that that one thing that's going to get them to go like ah okay I totally understand how plugins work. Like what's that? Mm-hmm. Like what's that? Hello world for, um, for plugin. Probably a
2: shortcut. Shortcut. I'd say a shortcut plugin. Yeah, I mean the first thing you could do is is um, write a shortcut plugin that that does just say hello world. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would teach you a little bit about how WordPress's hook system works. It would teach you about returning values back to WordPress for further processing. Uh, it would teach you about you know registering your own your own functions um, uh and how basically you know custom functions that you write yourself inter- interact with the hook system and you 'd probably also learn how to um how to actually register a plugin so just how to get the comment block at the top and how to put that in a folder and how to put that in plugins so yeah that that 's what I would say i mean i I write shortcode like when David and I need to debug something we we wrap it in a shortcut plugin because uh, it's just the cleanest way to start getting stuff on the... it's not the cleanest way but it's the easiest way to start getting stuff on the page you know so yeah i would yeah, say yeah you can it,
0: test it by just um removing the shortcode
2: <laughs> you know like okay that didn't work let me
1: rewrite this real quick okay but back in there hit save oh look it's working now yeah yeah no i i would i would definitely say that shortcodes are great that way the one thing the one thing i will call out is that shortcodes actually don't use what's called the plugins api inside wordpress which is the actions and filters thing technically because there's this convenient function that's called add short code, which is basically the same thing as an action, but a little bit different. Um, so technically we gave you the wrong answer, but I do think it's the right answer completely. Yeah. Uh, and what about, what about theming, you know, doing
0: any type of uh, your, your first major changes in a theme. What's, what's something that somebody should look at
2: for, for doing those types of things? Well, Oh, David, jump in if you want, but my, my answer is um, you could take the changes that you're making in the custom CSS or additional CSS thing in the customizer and pull those out into a style.css file in a child theme, then create a functions.php and um, pull in the parent theme style sheet the right way, not using add import, which is a little bit slower. Um, and then I mean some stuff that having like a child themes functions.php makes available that are really, really cool are um, registering image sizes, for example, like adding, you know, like adding a new image size. Um enqueuing scripts and styles. So I I would probably play with yeah enqueuing scripts and styles. With WP and Q scripts, um, maybe adding an image size with I think it, I think the function is called add, add image size or add featured image size I can't remember. Um, and maybe like oh, and then you would if you're trying to learn child theming, you would obviously want to like overwrite one of the files in the template hierarchy and change something about it. like change an h1 to an h2 or something like that for like index.php and, and see which template files actually change when you do that. And start to understand that you know different files in the template hierarchy affect different kinds of pages on your on your website. So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah. those are some very basic sort of early that's some very basic early learning that you'll do the really the first time you build a child. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I, I would just uh, you know to sum up and say it slightly differently. I think one of the greatest places to start to get comfortable with PHP is to take that step of making a child theme because that one template override as Fred talked about like that's going to get you like oh there are these weird t- you know the, this less than question mark php thing what's that and you'll just like get a little comfortable with that and like you know a child theme is pretty safe and pretty easy and you don't even have to you know do those overrides but if you can if you if you want to it's it's a great place to start again i think it's really useful to get visual feedback when you're learning um, and that's why themes, I think, are so much better than learning than, you know, w- WordPress themes are such a better place to start to learn programming than, like, you know, the Python course where they teach you how to make an iterator that jumps through a for loop and then does fizzbuzz. Like, like, most people don't want to do buzz better. They want to, like, make a cool-looking WordPress website because it's such a more satisfying experience. So when you guys are when you guys are explaining
0: to folks how to how to start learning uh, how to program in, P, in program in PHP in WordPress, are you telling them to uh, to set up some type of local environment to do this in, something like desktop server or MAMP or WAMP, ZAMP, LAMP, whatever you name the uh, AMP that's out there, or are you um, are you just saying like, hey, just go spin up a, a temporary website someplace? And where you could just um, learn how to put your cowboy cat hat on and learn how to cowboy code. Like, what, what's what's the way that you guys are describing it in your in your uh, in your text?
2: Well, for me, I cowboy coded for two years or three years solid before even setting up a, a local. It's like eight. And I would say I. <laughs>
0: It's, it's it's almost like we're at a we're like yeah we, we I, I've been cowboy yeah, coding yeah, right. for about <laughs> years
2: now. well no I still I still do it I still do it you know I get home every night and cowboy code just to take the edge off but uh, um sorry uh, I love it uh, uh I would say that like if 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 a local like a local environment is 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 better right it, it's 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 a really nice feeling to like change. A CSS file, hit save, and the change is right there in your browser. So the only thing I would say is don't let it be an impediment. Like, don't let learning how to set up WAMP and, or MAMP and, you know, having all that stuff be on there. I, I would say whatever's easiest for you. If you feel like you can take the 45 minutes to learn how to set up a local environment and you're going to be happy after that, then I would suggest learning that way. But otherwise, just like, yeah, just get like a, just set up a folder in your hosting and start playing in that. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'd be I'd be even bolder than Fred, which is I would say that the right place to start um, doing WordPress development is, you know, actually you said this earlier, um, Jason, I think. Uh, the right place is to, uh, you know, have a personal blog and just cowboy code the, the heck out of that. <laughs> um, and the reason, the reason is because, like, you know, you can put, like, there are a lot of prerequisites you can put in front of something, but people want to like get that feedback, right? And like installing WAMP or MAMP or anything is great if it works right and you then understand what you've just done. But if it doesn't, it's, it's an extra three steps that will get in your way of just like getting something you're excited about. You know, no one is probably going to read the blog you just put on Bluehost four days ago. So it's a great place to go, to go just like cowboy code the heck out of it. Later, you can learn what cowboy coding is and why you should feel bad about it and how cowboys were like secretly killers and all that stuff. But I mean, for now, it's like, it's exactly what people need as their first step. I really think so. Like, I absolutely think like, you know, no professional WordPress developer should be cowboy coding on client sites without like telling the the client, I'm about to do this thing that is considered bad practice, but it's for your own good because your site is already like not getting traffic or whatever. That's the only time that I think as a professional, you should really be doing that. But from a learning perspective, it's just overkill to be like, wait, okay. So you're on windows. Okay. So that means you want to install something called WAMP and you go to, I think it's like WAMP.info or whatever. (laughs) It all feels kind of sketchy and you're not sure what's going on. And you're just like, I guess I keep (laughs) clicking buttons. Just keep pushing. Next, overwrite
0: all the yeah. .is files. Just install Apache. You're good to go. It's yeah, no big it's, deal. It's
1: it's just it's just more than more than you need really to start. I do think you know, absolutely, uh, it's 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 the right thing once you're serious. Um, but it is it's too much for most people to really start out with.
0: Yeah, I hate I hate when there's prerequisites for your prerequisites where you're just yes. like. Dude, I'm three prerequisites deep to be able to yes. learn how to do a thing, and really, yeah. all I want to do is put in "Hello World" and then hit Enter, and then refresh, you know, kind of refresh the page, and the words "Hello World" will show up. But I, I just spent three hours and like recompiling the kernel of my Linux box to finally get this thing to the point where I can actually make my website
2: work. Yeah, JavaScript in particular, in my experience, can be really painful for that. Oh yeah. Oh, you,
1: you mean like modern. Yeah, like today, JavaScript. I was going to say, like, JavaScript's a great learning language because you can do it anywhere. You just need a web browser. But it is, yeah. If you're in, like, yeah. I need to install the toolchain. Oh, this is a great right. toolchain, not a gulp tool chain. Oops. I only learned broccoli. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Uh, various was uh, t- talking in the in the chat room here um, regarding uh, various IDEs and stuff like that. People are using. Um, do you guys talk about any of that? About like what type of text editing um, things you should be using? If it's uh, Notepad plus plus on Windows, or if it's uh, if you if you run that way, or if it's uh, Sublime Text, or
2: um, w- what are you guys recommending out there? I personally use Sublime Text. Um, I think because David recommended it like in 2012. And so that's why I started using.
0: Yeah. I David totally ditched it, right? What are you using now, David?
1: I, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, mostly, I mostly use PHP storm for PHP kind of See? stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, basically, you know, I think, I think, you know, again, we're not super opinionated about it. It doesn't, you know, the most important thing is like, oh, I'm looking at these, this screen and it has this code on it. Um, right. And, you know, it's not like there's a right way and a wrong way. Um, I think personally, like I still use Sublime Text all the time. And if I'm gonna show WordPress code examples, I generally use it because my syntax highlighting looks prettier to me. <laughs> and that stuff. And because PHP Storm is like a hulking beast to start out in. Um, like it is so useful in like the actual refactorings, which are like truly in the sense of like, you know, pull method up or inline, like all that stuff is great. And once you understand the basics of like, what's going on there via a text editor, I think it's like a good place to think to go to. But again, like it's not the thing you should be worrying about. You know, like Windows Notepad is okay to like write your first HTML. Like the syntax highlighting of something like Sublime or Atom or whatever you wanna pick is nice, but it's not necessary for you to actually like do that first step. And again, as we were talking about, like another prerequisite, another prerequisite, like, if you're going to have to get comfortable with PHP storm in order to write your first WordPress thing, like you will quit. I would have quit. PHP storm still like, I, I'm like, I need to configure something. Oh, let me like Google for five minutes and like, Oh, okay. It's hidden under this preference pane. And like, there are, there are things to help with that, but like, it's, it's a giant hulking tool that is like super powerful, but super intimidating.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know, I, I, any of the meetups that I go to, you always see somebody walk up there to they plug in their laptop, and then they 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 their screen shows up, and everybody's like, "What text editor is that? Like, wow, that's cool! Like, you literally typed in two words, and an entire function just popped out. How did you do
1: that? And and where where do I sign up? Yeah, but I mean, I, absolutely. But like that is a thing that you should learn once you know what a function is, right? Right, exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, So so Paul
1: is asking in the, in the chat room, like I, he said, I'm using Notepad++. plus. Do I need to upgrade? And like, I think the Paul, that's a question that that's a, that's a thing that you will know when you need to upgrade, you will be like, Oh, I just saw someone use this other thing and it did this thing that my thing doesn't do. Like that is when you upgrade, not because like someone was like peer pressuring you to do it, like do it when it feels right for you. Like, Anyone who says different is a jerk. <laughs> I've seen yeah. people that I admire um,
0: that are developers that are still using Dreamweaver
1: mm-hmm. as their. I say
0: still using as if it's you know it's it's old school or something because it's it's still in development, but like you know they're using dreamweaver as their that's where they're writing all their code why because they've been using it for 100 years because it's 100 years old and and they love it they they love the way it works and everything in there works great for them and they're totally happy with it so paul i wouldn't be discouraged at all no pass notepad plus plus at least is a notepad like at least you have <laughs> the next level up to it like you at least have, have two a, it's actually
2: yes yeah, no
1: it's two more than a notepad so it's iterating <laughs> right now well, <laughs> but more seriously, I actually, like, in the, in the class I teach locally, we use Notepad++, and it's more than adequate for everything we need it to do. I mean, it's not going to, like, complete my function or inline a method for me right there, but, like, I don't need those things for what, what we're doing in the class, and, you know, they've got it set up with this, like, nice FTP inline thing, and, like, that's a big win for that context. I think color is
0: if anything at least having um the various colors in there mm-hmm. uh, is the most important part when you're learning this stuff cuz as you start typing it in especially if it's smart enough to know well it has to be smart enough to know how to read your code but if you start typing things in you're like why didn't the color change? Yeah. Like, what did I what did I do wrong here? Let me Oh, you know what? I misspelled that word. Oh, that's what it is. Or I I missed a you know a semicolon at the end yeah. or I forgot to wrap my curlys or something like that, you know. And then being able to test curly brackets. I mean, you start getting all this really good stuff that's in there. Or if you're using colons, you know, in your uh, conditionals and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It seems like there's a there's a bunch of great ways to do this. It's just find the one that works best for you. And then definitely ask the next smarter person uh, above you, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Really? You're using that? I totally want to learn how to use that. Let's go spend three hours installing that yeah. thing and figure it out. Because I mean, I agree.
1: I would just reiterate that syntax highlighting is the one thing where I may say like you actually should definitely upgrade as, as you're saying, Uh, you know, just because like the basic thing of like, Oh, like this means this. And like your text editor can give you a little clue about like that format isn't being recognized. Like, especially when you're starting out, like you will probably somewhere in HTML the first time, like try a colon instead of an equal or like forget that you need those quotation marks or whatever. And like, Syntax highlighting can really help you with that little bit, and it's pretty cheap. Like almost anything you'd upgrade to from like literally the thing that came stock in your system is going to have that, which is.
0: Yep, definitely. I, I love that we started out at the very beginning of this stuff. We went ultra geeky, and now we're talking about like what's our favorite text editor. I love that we worked like totally went backwards. So, you know, if you're if you're watching this later on, uh, feel free to just play play this entire podcast backwards. <laughs> And you'll totally understand how to do uh, web development, like Memento. <laughs> like <The> Memento. <laughs> exactly. Um, any other Any other final words here? We might as well uh, wrap up a little bit here. Um, any other things that you guys want to discuss, or or pitch, or talk about, or or do anything like that? So, um,
2: got anything? Well, yeah. I mean, pitch wise, um, obviously, we write pretty much every weekday about. Our knowledge of WordPress development over on WP Shout, so, and we're as open as we can be to really hearing what people want to learn about, and really trying to, you know, to put out content that reflects what our readers want. So, you know, make yourselves at home, at, you know, on WP Shout, and, and we'd we'd love to write about anything that you feel like you'd like to learn. And then, obviously, that you know, the big one is um, is up and running. Which, um, if you're just joining us, basically. Synthesizes uh, all of the fundamentals of WordPress development into a into a package that's really coherent and really kind of starts, you know, really from from first principles and moves all the way through WordPress's major um, tools and systems and APIs and uh, is a full length ebook, um, a lot of screencast series, um, interviews with expert developers, um, chapter guides, just just really a, a lot of, of of ways to learn wordpress and and a very sort of organized um approach to the topic so you know version two of that launched on tuesday um we we added something like 45 videos three full chapters on the rest api um we updated a lot of our um of our chapters to reflect stuff that's new in wordpress like the fact that you can um create a custom template for any post type now not just pages so it's 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 really up to date it really is uh you know, it's it it's hot off the presses, and um, we actually have a um, like a discount code um, for anybody Box. who's listening to this who who might want to um, buy one of OpenOrdings packages. If you enter WPBLAB at checkout, I think all capital letters, no hyphens or, or whatever, um, it'll give you twenty percent off any of the any of the packages that you choose.
1: Very nice. Well, thank you for yeah. And, like and if you if you purchase before tomorrow afternoon, which is Friday the twenty fourth of March as we record this, um, you actually are entered into a drawing to win a bunch of prizes. And if you purchase after, you can still get the twenty percent off through the end of the month. Awesome. Because <laughs> you could be listening to this in in uh, August of twenty nineteen. So hello, future person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, ho- hopefully you're
1: enjoying PHP 9 or PHP 10 and,
0: and that uh, things are working really well for you. In your driverless car. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> With a toilet that you understand.
0: <laughs> I was actually, while we were talking about this stuff, I was Googling, like, you know, animations on how, how toilets work because I'm like, all right, you guys, darn you, you put this little, like, earworm in there and now I got to go find it. I didn't learn anything. I mean, (laughs) I I learned how the Badeo works, which is pretty darn interesting. But uh, that's about it,
1: yeah. (laughs) I I mean, like I said, I get how the tank empties. I don't get
2: how the bowl empties. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, (laughs) because you're not putting nearly enough. I mean, when you press the thing, you're just lifting the lid inside the tank. You're not, like, opening some valve under the seat or something like that. There's no way. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, so...
0: Folks, that's about it. Thank you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We learned all about toilets. We learned all about WordPress. We learned all about programming and also about text editors. We we kind of we kind of uh, talked about everything regarding WordPress. So thank you very much for being on the show, you two. I really appreciate it. Make sure you go over to their website over at WPShout.com. If you want to get involved with uh, Up and Running, go to upandrunningwp.com. And it uh, looks like we have 16 hours left if you want to get involved in that drawing. That's awesome. Um, you can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. If you enjoyed this particular content, we really appreciate if you hit the little thumbs up button. I saw about 10 of you guys do that last week. That was awesome. And if you're, um, if you're enjoying this content, feel free to please leave some comments. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later, and I'll see you
2: tomorrow on WP watercolor Bye-bye.